this last week, I, through, through the week, and you're always just kind of pondering, God, what do you want me to say? What is on your heart? I really want to keep in step with the Spirit. You don't want to just kind of preach any other odd word and stuff. But I dreamt on Tuesday or Wednesday night that verse from Colossians 3, 2 that says, Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Set your minds, now he's speaking to them, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And a few weeks ago, I, I used the analogy of preaching, well, the analogy while I preached of Google Maps, where you set your goal, and you kind of all the things that go along the way, and you have your destination. But the destination that we think, oh, the end point, you know, I get there and it's death. No, your destination's eternity. It's far beyond that. And when we walk on li- in life and we go through these things on earth, we lift with our heads up to, to set our minds on things above. Set our minds on things above, not getting caught by all the distractions, all the things over here that feed and press in on us. Now, I want to kind of touch around this this morning because what we are walking into is next Sunday we've got our Thanksgiving Sunday where, we, you know, you've been here for a while. Every year we have a, a, a Sunday where we just kind of take a moment to give thanks to God, but it's part of bringing our offerings. And the, the room went quiet. Okay? Because it's not about the money. It's about the heart. If you read through the Word of God, they are umpteen. And I'll talk through Acts 4 a little bit next week. What happens when a people are caught up in the things of God, and they're caught up in what God is doing with them, they all came and brought gifts. And the Old Testament priests and Moses, is the only time there was an anti-offering, said, Stop bringing! Stop! You've brought too much! Because it was an overwhelming flow in their hearts of saying, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. And it, and it, and it comes from gifts. It comes from, from actual stuff. Not just time and my efforts. You know, and, and that's a part of what we're coming to next. We're giving something over and above to say, God, we want to bless you. We want to honor you. We want to thank you for what you're doing. And it was laid at the priests in the temples. It was brought to the apostles' feet. And there was a trust of what these funds would do to advance the kingdom of God. It's not for personal gain. It's not to build an empire of something. It's so that the kingdom of God can be advanced. If you look last week, you can see there was a few. Someone said to me, you know, the friends that you had from the UK, Rob and Sally that were with him last week, she said, I mean, she was just bawling. Just, it's powerful, powerful seeing people baptized because that's mean people have been rescued from a kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of light. It's something to celebrate. She says there must have been a lot of stories linked to each of those people. I said, oh, oh yeah. There were stories. There was two young men there, Devin and Shane, that are working with Cecil, that three years ago, even two years ago, they didn't have hope and dreams for their lives. They came and did a year at the youth cafe. They set their hopes and dreams on something that they could attain, and, and, and by having a skill and a gift to do it, they've worked with Cecil for the last year, and they came and painted our house now and fixed up two young men, 19, 19 years old. They have now got a three-year apprenticeship to the uh, False Bay College so that they continue their studies. That's, you see, what, see what's happening here? It's not just money so that it's, 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 it's resource so that the kingdom can be extended. And it affects lives. I mean, I, had a, I, had a, I don't know if they're here this morning. I haven't told them this. But there's someone in our congregation that came and spoke to me a little while ago needing some help with his son and his matric ball. And, uh, and, and didn't ask about it, but we started speaking about school fees. And she was outstanding with school fees. And in my heart, I went, I know we can help you. I know we can help you. So I chatted to a few guys that we'll 
outstanding fees of 4,000 rand and the, and the ball needed 500. So I said, we, we will be able to help you with 2,500 rand. Okay, in, in a heart, because she's been here for nine, ten years, has never asked me once. So it's not like it's a common pattern. Okay, this was a heart to say, you know, and not even pleading, just saying, this is the situation. So I was sitting at the office the one day, and, uh, um, and a, the couple, let me just get this, this plot right. So I, was, I phoned the school, got a context of what needed to be paid, and uh, found the exact figures, got the bank details, all that kind of stuff. And I said in my heart, God, we need another 2,000. We need 2,000 rand so we can settle this bill for her. So some of that I helped in the church with the funeral. Um, while we sat with them leading up to the funeral, there was a policy that wasn't wanting to be paid out because there were some complications. And we said, no, God, we want to stand and believe that this will be paid out. Any technicalities, the person who makes that decision will have favor on them and the payout will come. They, came, they got the payout. They came to see me and said, we just want to bless you. And I said, look, you don't, you don't have to give me anything, okay? I don't take stuff for helping. I, we do this because this is what God has called us to do. You know how much they gave me? 2,000 rand. And so he has, he has the test. He has the test. I could have said, thank you. Back pocket. Baby, i got a meal. We're going to take you out. We're going to have a party. Kitties, let's go get ice cream. Let's go have some fun. As, as, as he did this, he said, no, 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 we don't, I said, well, let's go upstairs and say, no, 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 we just want, as he did this, to take money out of his pocket, God said, here it is. He said, here it is. And I knew how much it was before they gave it to me. But there's the test. Do you want to be a funnel or do you want to be a roadblock? Okay. And if, and if he trusts you, he'll just keep flowing through you. And then it can grow to millions coming through and just flow through and stuff. Now the school fees have been paid. The son's had his matric ball. And everyone's been covered. And you know what? You know who answered that, yeah? Within the community. <laughs> it wasn't even like trying to, uh, all over the place, it was in the community that it was answered without even somebody knowing about it. See how it works here. And Acts 4, I'll touch into that next week. Acts 4, it says that they were, there's no one, with, no one had any lack. No one was without. They didn't regard the things that they owned as their own. We're not there yet. We'll get there. God's leading us in this direction. Because we still hold on to our possessions. Our stuff gives us some context of feeling and identity. And actually, parting with something is the test. So that's why, next week, we're going to come and give gifts to the Lord. And if you've got something that you feel, and it's, you know, we don't want to, you bring surfboards and washing machines and the kind of stuff to the front here <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> and then we sit with a storeroom full of stuff going, well, Frank, now what? What do we do with this stuff? Yeah, we could easily give it away. But I, I want to even put you to the test. And say, if you feel strongly and convicted about something, that you sell that and bring the money and sew it in. Just, it's, 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 you know what this is? It's between you and God. We read that verse, you, what you've decided in your heart to give. Go before God this week. Now, and over the next few weeks in December, we have it open for you to kind of be able to sew in. We're not going to make a big thing about a target and kind of do stuff. But what it's involved in is, is building the church. It's extending the kingdom of God. Look at the community impact we're having. Yesterday we had Sozo's graduation year of, what's, 100 Edu Center kids and about a, hey, 105 and how many, about 60 youth cafe. You know, that's 170 people, young people whose lives are being affected because of this community. So you're sowing into a soil that is actually going to continue producing. Sia producing. Kula's just got going. It's just starting to produce. 
all the things that God is going to do through us, you see. So it's fertile soil that's advancing the kingdom. So I want you to go away this week, and I, what I'm also going to do is we're going to WhatsApp you, and I'm wanting you to send me testimonies of God's goodness to you over your hearts this year. You know, because testimony is very powerful. I've been listening to a few sermons about a testimony never dies and never gets old. From what happened to you 20 years ago, it's still an alive testimony. But we don't want to live on the old manner. We want to be able to live on the fresh things that God is saying and doing to us in this time. So I'm going to, we're going to WhatsApp you this week. So who's not on the WhatsApp? Okay. Uh, you, you can't rebuke me from the crowd and then not be on the WhatsApp. You know? And you do operate on WhatsApp. Do you know what WhatsApp is? <laughs> anyway. But I'm, I'm, telling you, I'm telling you now, Margaret, so that we all understand. Okay? I'm going to send out a message to remind you. I want to get one line back from you. I don't want a long story and the whole kind of story. I want line. This year, God provided this for me. This year, God did this for me. This year, my heart was restored. This year, I had a healing. This, that whatever testimony of God's goodness to you in your life, we want it. Because I want to declare those testimonies next Sunday. We want to speak it out. Okay, so please don't leave it till Saturday at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And we've got to compile it and put it all together. I'll try and get the message out either this afternoon or Monday. Just reply to that WhatsApp message to the Bay City Church's WhatsApp number. Just send a reply. This year, God provided me with a house. There's a few of those testimonies already, eh? In this community that God provided them. Well, there it is. Thanks very much. God provided with a house. He's not too small, but He might have provided you with the washing machine that you were desperately needing. He might have provided you with a partner that you would now live the rest of your life with. There are, we all know and understand God's goodness being poured out in different ways. So what I want to say to you is set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Okay, and the, the, the um, Passion Translation says, Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. The distractions of the natural realm. Because Paul's writing to the Colossians at that time because there was a lot of false teaching going on. And most of the books that Paul have written is trying to correct something that some people are trying to teach and part something that actually wasn't the foundation of truth. They are adding legalistic laws and rules to the message of grace. That's why Paul's books all read, and most of the Gospels speak and the Epistles speak about what um, the teachings that were coming about. There were false teachers about what you could eat, what you could drink, and all the festivals. This is the context of what Colossians, what Paul's writing into. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Don't get caught up in all the stuff that's happening on and around us. So I want to give you some context of what's happening around the world. There's a group in Cape Town called In Context. I don't know if you've ever got any information from them, but they send out some really good information. In Context is basically often give them the Christian perspective. Or if there's this WhatsApp going out and you don't know whether it's a hoax, they will give context to say, it's not true, it's what I want to give the context to them. They're in, they give the context because it's called In Context. It's very good of them. But I want to give you a, a, just a snapshot of what's happening around the nations of the world. Okay? And what happens with all these things I'll speak about is that it's a small little spark that caused major catastrophe in a country. Okay? Such little things as a fuel tax, a tax to be placed on WhatsApp, 
or a proposed extradition bill that ignited, it says, the uncontrollable raging blaze in people in those nations. So I'm just going to go through a few countries for you. Lebanon, on the 17th of October, the government decided to raise a tax and proposed on um, taxing people for using WhatsApp. Okay? What, what came out of this was slogans of people saying, marching in the streets, thousands of people coming out saying, no. These are the slogans. Christians and Muslims together away with politicians. We have no ministers, only pigs. Now, in those nations, pigs are not even touched. Okay, get a context. Okay, thousands protested because of attacks on WhatsApp. So what's people saying? Enough. France, on the 17th of November last year, they had the, what's called the Yellow Vest protests, where over 300,000 people protested and took the streets to protest against President Emmanuel Macron's political and environment policies, and he was planning to implement a gas tax, like a petrol tax on people. They, thousands came out and said, no, we're not standing for this, we will not agree to this. And he did a clever political thing to go around and listen to everybody, but nothing's actually changed. Then in Chile, on the 6th of October 2009, a 3% increase in subway fares um, uh, led to a wave of protests. It got to the point where the nation was placed into a state of emergency over a subway fare. Okay, citizens fighting for lower utility costs, higher wages and better pensions. 20 people died and thousands were injured over one little decision that the government made. People went, enough. Ecuador, from the 3rd to the 13th of October, protesters um, uh, fighting against repelling of fuel subsidies. The fuel price rose by $0.25. What's that? 25 cents. American cents. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying in rands. What is that? Three rand. Okay. So our, our petrol goes up and down, nine, ten, whatever it is, different figures. This caused an out protesting around the nations. No more actually with, with youth. Um, I think they jumped the. No, this is the fuel subsidy. Unrest lasted for 10 days and again was, was into a state of emergency in the country. Eight people died. And 1,340 people injured because of a subway fare. What's, what, what's happening here? The hearts of the people are actually coming out saying, no, enough. Sudan, in December last year, the protest started over low standards of living and cuts to, and cuts to bread and fuel subsidies, okay, resulting in uh, the overthrow of the government in April 2019, okay, who, who was in power for 30 years. The people revolted and turned the whole thing around. Okay? Uh, the highlights there, again, six people dead, 57 people injured. Okay, protests continued, reaching a breaking point on the 13th June. 118 people were killed in uh, Kwaratom after military forces opened fire on protesters. What's happening around the nations? Okay? Haiti. Okay, 7 February, crowds gathered demanding... To, to the resignation of their current president, the demonstration left 17 people dead. Okay, causes of the protests with rising fuel prices stem from the low, the loss of Venezuela's backed fuel company, Petrogob, and it shows and out of this the president was in cahoots with this petrol company and he was actually raking millions in from this stuff. People died because they've said enough's enough. Hong Kong, 
wonder if you saw this recently, have entered their sixth month. The Chinese-backed Hong Kong government proposed an extradition bill that would allow Hong Kongers to be sent to mainland China when accused of certain criminal offenses in Hong Kong. He was like, uh, no, we're not going to be standing for that because China's very different. It's part of Hong Kong, but Hong Kong has its freedom. The protesters, and the, uh, so there's a five things that we're fighting about. Over 4,000 protesters have been arrested. And there's been 11 deaths because of this. So that's just some snapshots. So let's think what's happening with Brexit in the UK. Let's think what's happening in the US with all that stuff going on. And then you bring it home to South Africa. It's the same. All the protests that have gone for different things, up and down, the hearts of the people are being exposed. And because, you know why? It's not righteous leadership. When the wicked rule, the people groan. When the righteous rule, the people rejoice. And it's, it's got to... So what is, hap- what is happening around the nations of this world? And that's part of what I want to just touch on you this morning. We'll wrap it up. I know with regards to time. You see? So you, you can see all these things. The nations. You come back to South Africa. You come just to our community. And you see the protesting that goes on just here. Because people are saying enough's enough. They want to be heard. There was a, a big um, distribution company that wanted to move into this business park. And the day they arrived here to come and do the final deal of signing and buying the building, there was protesting. They didn't even come inside. They walked out and said, we're not even going to sign. It's not going to happen. Because if that happens, the whole business stops. You can't afford that. See the effect that it has? So yeah, set your mind on things above. Not on earthly things. Because, yeah, I want to read this to you out of the Passion in Hebrews 12. It says, from verse 26, The earth was rocked at the sound of His voice from the mountain, but now He has promised. Listen to this. Once and for all, I will not only shake the systems of the world, but also the unseen powers in the heavenly realm. Is the world shaking? It's shaking. And it's the people that are arising because they've been controlled by bad authority for many, 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 many years. Once and for all, I will not only shake the systems of the world, but also the unseen powers in the heavenly realm. Now this phrase, once and for all, clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaking. That is the old order. So only what is unshakable will remain. Since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights His heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe. For our God is a holy, devouring fire. We are part of a kingdom that is unshakable. So all that stuff going on around us shouldn't shake us, should actually stir hope in us because it's pointing towards something. This whole climate change thing, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, and you've got this 16-year-old that is, is now the forefront of climate change. Uh, you know, she's the, what would you call her? Activist. It's hard to say whether she's backed by some political system giving her a forefront it's hard to believe that a 16-year-old can create such influence. 
yet with social media it's possible. So you can't, you, you don't know. But here's the thing on climate change. I was thinking about it as I was reading this article. I'm like, it's actually working into our favor in a way because the Lord says in the end times there's going to be extreme weather patterns. I'm like, so we're fighting this thing, but actually it's working towards an answer. God, If you do look at the weather and how it's gone, like, and you speak to prophetic people, in the times we're in, the world is shaking because God is moving. And we fight climate change. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't get into that argument. I'm not going to open that door. I don't, I don't know. I don't fully understand whether it's right or wrong. But what it is saying is the world is, is shifting. And our God controls the systems and the weather and everything. So it could be Him working towards a time where He's going to come and restore all things. But in the midst of all this, we have no, no fear. There's no worry, no anxiety, because it's all in Him. So we set our minds on things above, not on earthly things. So these are just signs. These are just indicators to us of what's going down. We keep our eyes set on Him because we are established in a part of a kingdom that is unshakable. Unshakable. Yes, the church has had many ups and downs through the centuries and all the things that have come along with it. But you know what? The church has been tried to be stopped over and over and over again and they never achieved it. Because it can't be stopped. It's beyond the world system. It's a, it's, a, it's a people that understand their positioning as people of the kingdom of God. And I, wanna, I just want to enthuse hope into your hearts and your lives this morning because as people of God, we're not living, as I was saying earlier, these sweet little Christian, gentle Jesus, meek and mild lives. He is all that, but he's also a mighty warrior. And he is the Lion of Judah. That when a lion roars, you can hear it from kilometers away in real life. With my brother, we're staying in Plath. They're staying next to this nature kind of reserve, and there's a lion in there. And when his food's coming, he goes, hur, hur, hur. you can hear him. He's a KOA. That's just, he's just growling. Hur. You can hear it clearly. When the lion of Judah roars, the nations will tremble at his voice. And that's what we were a part of. You see, there's a, there's a difference between Matthew 7, and I, I, let me read this passage here. In Matthew 7, 21, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, and this is in red, this is Jesus talking, I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Now there's a difference between a re- being a religious Christian and a kingdom advancer. Here's the difference. A lion in a zoo. So we've been to Singapore. We go to the Singapore Zoo. It's amazing. But the lion in that zoo, he is skinny. He looks like he's not actually wanting a fight. Everyone stands, it's, they, they, it's open. There's like water troughs, so you can see it's, it's, it's amazing. But he looks a little bit subdued. There's a cheetah there that roams around and walks around this cage. It's just over and over. Same, same journey, same leopard as well. Same story. 
Are they truly free? Clearly not. Do we want to be religious Christians like lions in the zoo that are just going by duty, just doing everything according to what's required of us, following religious traditions, all those things that the church just gives us its momentum, you know, and then what comes with all these traditions and all these kind of uh, religious ways is the religious spirit which is breathing control, manipulation. My authority is over you. You listen to me. I'm the boss here. And everyone falls into line and they all dress nice and neatly and everybody kind of falls and they all kind of march in order and it all looks great, but it's the form of godliness but lacks power. There's nothing there. Do we want to be that church? Do we want to be those believers? That's who Jesus is speaking about here. You did all the form of this. You're doing all the right stuff. It all looks right. But you never knew me. And when we went Kruger now, a couple of weeks ago, I've never witnessed lions live like this in a wild setting. Years ago, and we were there, and we saw a leopard, and he kind of danced into the bushes, and he caught my eye. There was that moment of like, this is not my territory. He will finish me up quickly. And the whole thing, everyone goes to Kruger because they want to see lions. We want to see lions. They want to see lions. And then on News 24, you can't see seeing tourists killed by lion tourists. You don't mess around with a lion. You don't get out your car. You just, seriously. But though, then everyone kind of just, one, they're on the radio, radio and everyone's, everyone like gathers to these lions. These, these lionesses were chasing these little impalas. There was probably about 20 cars all moving back and forth, back and forth. Just get a better picture, better picture. These lions roamed in between the cars, couldn't care who these people were. Just roaming, watching. Where are these Impala are? Watching, watching. Didn't even have regard for human. Nothing. There was like, it was just, it wasn't even close. They had their eyes set on their kill. And they were after it. Man, it was, it was exciting. They didn't get it, but it was exciting to watch. And I thought like, <laughs> there's the difference. There's a difference between a lion and a zoo who's been controlled and tamed and you, you fall in a line here in church, buddy. Don't step out. Don't ask questions here. Don't rebuke the pastor from the congregation, all that stuff. You don't get to do that. So you fall into line and you become a submissive Christian who's powerless because you are religious and not actually free to live by the grace and truth of Jesus Christ. When you are a kingdom advancer and kingdom chaser, your foundation is freedom. You get to roam the wild like those lions are. And those distractions of people wanting to get the best shot and the video of all this thing happening is like, whatever. My eyes are set on something ahead of me. And that's what God's doing here with us, folks. We are part of a kingdom that is unshakable. We can have a cozy little church here that just gathers to each other and not affect this community. A guy by the name of Pitre, I mentioned this a couple of months ago, arrived here in about 2005, he preached here. And he said to this community, if this church closed down tomorrow, would the community miss it? And I sat there going, well, I wonder. I wonder. Actually, now, if this church closes down, people, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because the impact into the community around us is far deeper. And actually, that's on that, I can't hang around too late today because I've got a minister coming around for lunch today. The, the pastor's coming for lunch. Yeah. He's, the, he's the Baptist guy down the road. You know, so I can't, I can't run late. So I want to be on time for this guy. So, so I can't stick around. 
He's going to, I better finish some time. He's done. He's done. He's getting ready for lunch already. The pastor's coming for lunch today. You see, yeah, but you see the impact like the friends we're making in this community? The outworking of that, we can't fully see it yet. Standing together heart by heart, God's knitting us together. Slowly but surely, the impact through Sosa, the impact through Siakula, the impact this church has carried. You know, over the last few years, in just conversations with people, and I've never thought and looked like this, and I'll say, oh, the bay, they're uh, at the bay, and they go, oh, yeah, no, I know the bay. I'm like, yeah, you're not the bay. There's a bay in Somerset West as well. They're, no, no, the bay. I'm like, oh, they're watching us. <laughs> we didn't have a website for two years. They might have not known what's going on. But, but people watch, eh? And you know, you'll get the condemners, the judges, all those things. That always happens. That's going to come part and parcel when people are stuck in religious patterns and want to prove themselves and all different things. But people are watching what God is doing with us. And next Sunday, we get the opportunity to come with our gifts that are over and above our tithes. Like I said last time and last year, if it's two rand or 200,000 rand, the amount doesn't matter. That you know you have decided in your own heart what is between you and the Lord, and that you'll get obedience on what He gives you. And if He adds a zero on, are you going to be obedient? See, it's not between me and God. It's not between you and, and me and you. It's between you and God. That little test of that money that came from His pocket, it didn't even go into my pocket. It just got funneled through. And I want to testify of God's goodness to over us. So you send me those lines, and I'm just going to read them all out. This year God provided this. This year God this. And part of that I think we're going to partner and we're going to stand with those testimonies because that you overcome by the word of your testimony. And that word testimony almost is actually linked to like prophecy. You're declaring it out and saying it out. I believe this for you as well because I've received it. I believe it for you too. You receive it. And we stand together in power of agreement in what God can do in and through us. So set your mind on things above. Not on earthly things. Do not get weighed by what's going on around the nations of the world, what's going on in our communities. See that you're a part of a kingdom that is unshakable. Okay, and I just want to open this opportunity here before as we close here. Is that Neville came to me and just felt, if there's any one of you here this morning that has never accepted this Christ that we speak about, this Christ that we worship, this Jesus that we honor and glorify with our lives, as it says in Hebrews 12, that we lay our lives down in full surrender and stand in awe of this majesty, knowing that we've been captivated by His love, that He'll never, ever reject us, never turn us away, because He's fully embraced us and taken, and the fullness of Christ now lives inside of us. If you want to experience that this morning, I want you to come and talk to me afterwards, because I want to be able to pray for you. It's not a forced decision. It's something in your heart. You'll know where you are right now. That your heart's going, I know, I know this king. I, I want to know this king. I want to pray with you. And I want to lead you in a prayer where you accept him as your savior and your life changes course. And you start working according and living into a kingdom that is unshakable. Yes, the world systems are shaking. But we're part of a kingdom that is unshakable. And you'll get transported from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And your life will change course, set course. So like on Tuesday, we get to celebrate Pat's life. Because he is now rejoicing with the, with the King of Kings. Rejoicing with the myriads that have gone ahead of him. Of worshipping and adoring the King of all Kings. Yes, there were struggles, but now he's in glory. And that's what we get to have when you accept Christ as your Savior.
yeah, I'm just feeling if there's more here to kind of, kind of do. What, what I want to just say as well at this point too is that this, this last, uh, I said it a couple of weeks ago, this last month has been a tough month. I don't know what it's been. It's been I've been on a break and I thought I'll come back all fired up. It's been a struggle. And, I, and I, it's, it's, it, there's, there's the spiritual element to it. I don't like to give the Satan a lot of attention when people say, Satan's, I'm under attack from Satan. Well, he's not omnipresent. So if he's actually the one guy that's attacking you, I'd be quite surprised. Because I bet he's dealing with the governments of those nations of the world, dealing with all those guys. He sends his minions out to deal with you. But I want to stand with you this morning that if you've felt that it's just been struggle to get momentum and stand on the truth of the Almighty God, I want to affirm you this morning. You see, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. The things that come against you and come at you, the power of, the Christ, of Christ within you enables you to overcome. And we will always stand and believe for this together. So I want to you know, pray over people like that this morning, okay? And as we go from here, and if anybody, you want to accept Jesus as your Savior this morning and know the understanding of him, I want you to come and speak with me, okay? And then as the core leaders, we'll be ready to pray for some people afterwards. But if, if you felt just this last month, you felt the pressure from the enemy, you just felt whew, it's been a struggle. Because you know why? If you felt that, we're breaking into something. Ground is not taken. It's, it's, it's not given. It's taken, sorry. Okay, just give me a wave. If you feel that's you. The last month. Okay? See, so we're not alone in this. You see? So, Neil, you see, we all stand together in this. So I want those people to put your hands. Just, just stand together. With, just stand if you can. Just, the rest remain seated. And I want to pray specifically over you people this morning. Yeah. You want to share something quickly? Yeah. Joe just wants to add to this. Um, and then we'll wrap it up here. Because I've got lunch with the minister. Yeah, no? I won't keep you long. Yeah. Morning. Um, just as we were worshiping this morning, I had to leave momentarily and I came back in and I felt there was struggle in the room, um, that there are people facing Goliaths in their lives and um, the enemy plays games and I, I want to just echo what Sheldon has said, we don't focus on the enemy, but we are engaged in a war. Yeah, that's right. And as, and as people, I felt that people were trying to break through this morning. There was, there, was a, there was a yearning in people to go deeper into God this morning. And, but there are, there are things that are plaguing your minds and bringing fear and intimidation. Now, Goliath stood before the people of Israel and he hurled insults at them. And the men of Israel cowered in fear. And David walked into the room and said, uh-uh. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he would defy the army yeah. of the living God? Mm, come on. And I felt that indignation in my spirit. I thought, how dare the enemy treat people's and believers' lives like it's a playground for him to run in and out of? And this morning, I just had such a sense that there needs to be a rising up. There's a woman here you're fearing because of a pregnancy. There is fear. You are, there, there's fear. There's intimidation in workplace. There's intimidation. And, uh, and you spoke about control, but I feel that even in the workplace, there's control. And you're facing this Goliath. And the Lord's saying today, I've put the sword in your hand. Cut his head off. 
Yeah, Rise right. up. Mm, mm, and because mm. the enemy is running in and yeah. out of your life and, and yeah. you're actually behaving yeah. like a victim. Yeah. And today God is saying, I've put the sword, I've put the high mm. praises of God in your mouth. I've given you a sword in your hand mm. to inflict vengeance yeah. on Come the on. enemy. Yeah. So shake off that yes. victimhood and rise up. Some people here, your struggle has become your identity. Yeah. You carry, you, it's like you're cloaked in that identity. And God is saying, I'm put, giving you robes of righteousness this morning. And I want you to rise up mm. and say, devil, I'm not backing down. Say, God, I'm not backing down. I'm not giving up. There's this perseverance in our spirit that we're going to arise and move as one man. Amen. 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 Okay. What I I want to do is we pray over you guys together. Now, when we finish this prayer, I want us to declare a shout together. Okay? Because the shout sets an order sometimes. You, you feel in your own world, you kind of struggle, but there's this corporate anointing that comes together that enthuses you and sets you into like, yes, I can do it. So I want to encourage you this week. Read the Bible. Just talk to the Almighty. Just engage with Him. Don't be identified by being a victim. As Ilana preached here a couple of months ago, be a victor. A victor, not a victim. So let's just reach our hands to Him this morning. Jesus... Jesus, we thank you that your blood has paid a price for all. From Neil, Lord, to everyone in this room, we all understand we deal with different circumstances, different challenges, different things that come our way, but that does not mean that you would ever reject us. It does not mean that you ever turn us away. So, Father, we pray this morning from this position of being heirs and children of the Almighty God, we stand in your presence knowing that you are for us, knowing that the fight that you have paid, the death that you died for us, has given everything we need for life and godliness. So, Father, I take authority over every single heart and life this morning where the enemy would have come in like a flood and trying to uh, raise up a standard. But thank you, Lord, that you have raised up a standard and you stand up against the powers of the enemy. And I pray courage to every heart. I pray faith to every heart. That the the determination to stand firm when it's in the quiet of your home, in the quiet of the night, and you're kind of feeling tempted, you're feeling distracted, that you would have a tenacity in your heart to say, no, I stand firm on the power of the Word of the Almighty. I stand firm on the power of His love for me. I stand firm on the faith that I have in my heart, that my King, my Jesus is for me, and He's with me. And we declare that now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's lift a shout of praise together. A shout of praise. Shout. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 Yes. We press back the darkness. We press back the darkness. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Yo, I can feel the shift in the room. He is not one over you. Okay? He is not. Stand firm. Stand strong. Neil, we stand with you, my brother. Are we trusting for good reports? That, that Sonia one day would testify you of the goodness of God. Go and enjoy your lunch. I know I'm going to. Have a fantastic afternoon. And get ready, I'll I'll WhatsApp you this week. 
about the goodness of God. Amen.